I'm Kevin Bachman. On this episode of Background Check Radio, why hiring people to help your clients hire people might not be a great idea. Stick around. Whenever I change my mind, I've been pretty open about it. After all, learning, studying, listening, those are the best ways to improve, whether we're in sales operations, support, or an industry consultant like myself who can help companies of all sizes with all three of those things. And and sometimes improving means changing your mind. You know, it's listening, learning, doing, experiencing. It it makes us better. It reduces the chance that the consequences of our bad decisions only cost us money. At, at worst, they cost us money, invite lawsuits, and or regulatory action. So learning is how we evolve, improve, innovate our businesses. Personally, I'll never stop doing it, in part because the more I know, the more I can help. And that brings me to today's topic. There's an idea in our space I was initially resistant to and was for a really long time. An idea which I started to change my mind on about five or six years ago. Since then, the feeling's grown only stronger, and now I am all in. I'm pushing all of my chips in the middle of the table. But first, let me back up a second. I vividly remember the first time I had a conversation about what a potential future of operations and, and fulfillment strategies in our space would, would look like. I've, I've been in this industry for about 20 years, and the conversation started picking up steam 12 or 15 years ago. You know, it's a, this idea of looking outside of our building for help doing the things that for so long many of us had done inside of our four walls. Uh, assembling consumer reports, employment verifications, education verifications, criminal record searches, uh, verifications of public records. Personally, I'd been burned a number of times by exploring those types of solutions outside of our building. Too expensive, took too long, tough to handle operational nuance or resolve the isolated but really important issues to, to a client. I found what you save in dollars, you spend managing vendors on the other side of the building. A lot of heartache, a lot of heartburn. So I resolved to do everything within my power to not only ensure I didn't need them, but help build such a strong shop we could run circles around competitors who did rely on outside help. We'd use those internal solutions to increase profits, client happiness, and compliance Then we'd roll out the solutions and use them as a hammer during sales time. Fast forward a few years, brings us to about 2015. What happened? Well, solutions started getting better. Outside solutions started getting cheaper. It became harder to bludgeon someone else's reliance on third parties and and paint it as a risky choice. You know, because the companies in our space that offer these solutions simply got better, they, they many became effective, efficient partners enabling CRAs to focus more on sales, marketing, support, compliance, the the items that truly do differentiate ourselves as providers. Meanwhile, inside of CRAs, financial risk of continuing down that old path of employing everybody inside of your four walls, it increased. Well, maybe it didn't increase. It had always been there, but the risk appeared larger as the outside solutions became less risky. You also have to consider what happened to unemployment starting about 10 years ago. It dropped about a point a year, and it continued its downward trend until recently. Well, this meant inside of CRAs, our most talented employees 
now had a lot of other opportunities. Remember, none of us stood up at career day in fourth grade said we wanted to be a background checker. So that drop in unemployment hurt us in two ways. Many shops became more susceptible to losing people. At the exact same time, it became tougher to hire people. And as our shops faced labor challenges, so did our clients, which meant they had to hire more because they were growing and some of their people were taking other positions elsewhere. And that was great for the background check business. But ask an ops leader listening here how it feels to have 25% more orders than you expect when you have 25% less people than you expect. So in the near term, it was great on the financial side, but as CRAs got more orders that they could handle and our clients' need for speed grew and we began to struggle with labor on our side, there's a lot of things moving in opposite directions. So when conditions on the ground change, when insight, analysis, and experience start to tell a different story, you must adapt rather than dig in. It's not change for change's sake. It's not innovation because everyone's screaming the word innovation. It's change based on a clear-eyed, intelligent view of how to do what's necessary to do the three things I've always said should be the goal of every company. Make clients happy, improve compliance, and increase profits. And now, five years later, in 2020, in a COVID-19 environment with 40 million unemployed Americans, a tremendous surge in unemployment, I'm here to tell you, I'm pushing all my chips in the middle of the table. I'm all in on looking for ways to use more back office partners to help assemble consumer reports. Here's a couple reasons why. First, guys, your financial projections are in tatters across your entire client base. Personally, I've never seen so much business uncertainty. There's a ton of opportunity in that uncertainty, but we can't look past the fact that it is uncertain at the moment. And let's look inside your macro financial projections. So even if the top number is in line with your projection, the accuracy of individual clients and what you projected out, it's all over the place. There's too much volatility, too much turbulence to honestly look at your forecasting and think it's a good indicator of your business for the next three to six months. And I'll, and I'll prove that by comparing that to a typical forecasting environment or forecasting in a, in a typical economic environment. When I was inside of a CRA, I could, I could usually project revenue and labor expenses within a single-digit percentage, plus or minus. My point isn't to say I'm good at it. My point is to say that ability was augmented by a few things. Clear line of sight into a sales pipeline, access to a ton of easily accessible data within our operating system, the ability to look at key clients' year-over-year revenues, what have their trends been, what are their monthly seasonal spikes or dips? Accurate reads of new client expected volume versus new client estimated volume, which is based on an aggregate analysis of new clients, not just what they or the salesperson say they'll do. Throw on top industry and corporate reviews to determine within certain verticals, trends, business expansions, favorable or declining economic conditions, etc. So there's formulas for everything I just said above, and I just said a lot. How many of you listening here go into that depth or try and strike that art versus science balance? Most of you don't, and that's okay. How many of you don't have any financial projections at all? A lot of you don't, and that's okay. But my point is to say in normal conditions, it's really hard. And getting it close to right or minimizing the amount you're wrong, that involves a lot of things which I think we've already agreed most of us don't do. 
I am going to look down a rabbit hole for a second here. You know, let's let's take a step back. You know how much more profitable you can be with an accurate revenue and expense projection model by not flying by the seat of your pants, by understanding your goals, holding yourself and your team accountable, by reviewing expenses and determining whether an increase is in line with what you planned or if they're just leaking higher. I'll, I'll pivot away from this point now, but, but I'll tell you, if you're not doing this regularly, jot this note down, revisit it. it it's, it's the single most important thing for you to begin doing to better understand the current and future state of your team, your department, or your business. You don't have to do it now, but let's make sure that we revisit that and, and tackle it at some point in the future. So back to this concept. Why are we combining the risk of our forecast being so off base, too high or too low, and then throw on top of that the risk of employing full-time workers inside of our operations teams? I simply believe there's too much risk to return to the old operational fulfillment model where almost everything is done inside of our four walls. It was risky then, it could be suicide now. Because there's simply no way to understand with any degree of certainty what your volume and revenue will look like in six months. And when you employ a staff to do 100%, 95%, 90% of your work in-house, that decision is predicated, that decision demands clear line of sight and visibility into the future expected value of your business. And right now we have none of that, which means now I have a couple choices. You know, as, 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 we ex as we adjust to the new normal, a set of conditions that exist now that I think will begin to take hold, I, I come back to that you know, buy or rent concept. How do I procure information? Do I do it myself, employ the team members to get it with, with fixed salaries, benefits, physical plant, equipment costs? Do I build the pipes to access it? Do I take all of those things and costs on myself? And like I said before, how do those costs balance out with my demand forecast and my sales pipeline? The flip side, the concepts we're talking about here, do we embrace the pay-as-I-go model? And there's a number of companies in our space that offer these solutions and, and I think do a very good job at them. Do you just buy the data when you need it and only when you need it? And I believe and recommend more companies are going to begin better balancing that risk and paying incrementally if and only when they need it. Yeah, maybe it's better if I do it myself, but then again, I have to absolutely nail the following things to do it. Forecast has to be solid. You have to have pretty clear certainty on which clients will close, which right now we know it isn't. Do volumes match estimates? Because like I said, sometimes prospects overestimate to get higher discounts or they just don't know on their end. My recruiting, onboarding, training systems have to be firing all cylinders because if they're not, now you have operational shortfalls and gaps. And your employee retention model needs to be spot on because if you start losing team members, and as we think of the COVID environment, we're not always losing them to um, to other, other positions. Maybe we're losing them to homeschooling, which might start up again in the fall. Maybe we're losing them because summer camps are closed. Maybe we're losing them because they're taking care of a family member. Those create holes that are bigger than losing just one person, and that creates risk for us inside of our business. So as we as CRAs look at where and how we spend our money, we need to reevaluate the best use of it. Is it best spent on technology or sales, new business development, partnerships? Is it best spent on labor for fulfillment for orders that may never come? Once you write that check, you're never getting it back. And, and equally important is the time. So when you put your money into the fulfillment side internally, 
you miss out on the chance to reconfigure your business. It's a chance some of your competitors are, are taking advantage of. Not all. Some are doing what you're doing. But I think the ones that win are the ones who are adopting my strategy. So as, as we boil this down, and as we think of the human element of this, and here's where it gets, here's where it gets emotional. Here's where it gets really difficult. But if we take a clear-eyed look at the business, why would you hire back the entire team you furloughed? How could you do that? You know, given everything we've talked about, hope is not a strategy. I do this for a living, and I can't tell you with certainty what the landscape will look like in six months. But I can tell you if I was a senior leader inside of a CRA today, I would aggressively implement the very solutions I'm talking about. And the reason I would do it is nobody can tell you what the landscape is going to look like in six months. So we absolutely have to do right now what we think is in the best interest of our companies. Of the 10 or so vendors in our space, I'd rather they take the risk. Not because I don't like them, not because I'm less interested in their success, not because I relish the idea of some of our team members losing their jobs. That's awful. I, I hate having these thoughts and making these recommendations. But it's imperative we take the steps and make the important decisions that will, if not save our company, best position it for a future none of us can predict. And I like the pay-as-you-go model because to me, it's a much friendlier risk management system. It's not a huge capital spend or technology project to go do yourself, especially for shops that don't like to take on debt. It's much more flexible and more cash-friendly, in my opinion. They have built their business model on accepting that risk and getting this equation right. You didn't, and right now you can't. With everything on your shoulders now, now's not the time to try. Instead, listen, ask, learn, and most importantly, adapt. That's what others are doing right now. So should you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Background Check Radio. Please listen and subscribe on iTunes to hear more of my podcasts. I have a number of episodes up I feel are relevant and timely for what we're all going through right now, whether you're a CRA, a data provider, a platform, or an end user. Feel free to message me on LinkedIn or via email at kevin at cradoctor.com. Whether you've recently been let go, are looking for new opportunities, or a business owner or leader who wants to determine which path is right for you, I'm here to help. After all, the only way out is through. I'm Kevin Bachman. Have a great day.